Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Luke chapter 8, we'll be reading from verse number 43. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physician, neither could be healed of any, came behind and touched the border of his garments. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude tongued thee and pressed thee, and you say, who touched me? In other words, this is ridiculous. You are in the midst of a crowd. Of course, somebody is going to touch you. Of course, many people are going to have you. They are going to bump into you. But Jesus said, this is a different kind of a touch. This is not a touch that people just touch me. It's not somebody just walking and their body is touching me or somebody who's just trying to reach me because I'm a superstar or they want to have a feel of me. They say, no, this is a different touch. Verse number 46, Jesus Christ said, somebody has touched me. In other words, somebody has had that particular contact with me for I perceive the virtue is gone out of me. There is a particular touch that comes into your life that you know that something has touched you. There is a virtue, there is a particular touch that comes into your life that you know that either you received something or something went out of your life. There is a particular touch that comes into your life that you know you can feel it in your body that this is not ordinary touch. And Jesus Christ recognized it because this woman came, touched him, and Jesus said, something went out of me. Power went out of me. Virtue went out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came out, she came trembling, falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ now said unto that woman, He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. In other words, I, you are, people have been touching me, but nothing happened. People have been touching me, but they have not been able to draw virtue out of me. But you have been able to touch me, and you have been able to draw virtue out of me for one particular reason, because you were able to touch me with the hand of faith. You are able to touch me with the hand that is able to touch the temple of the, the, the throne of the Almighty God. You are able to touch me because you have believed that when you touch me, something was going to happen. Jesus said, you touch me and something happened. And from this verse of the scripture, I want you to notice certain things in the life and in the situation that we are considering right now. The first thing you will notice is that there is a challenge of faith. The challenge of faith. The Bible said in verse number 43, a woman having an issue of blood for 12 years. In other words, this was a woman that had a very, very challenging situation. 
That particular situation might have frightened a lot of people. It might have caused a lot of people to give up. It might have caused a lot of people to say, I'm no longer going to try. For 12 years, she has been trying to get healing for her body. She has spent everything. That is the situation that is supposed to allow people to go to, you know, that is going to allow people to do what? To give up. But the Bible tells us that apart from the challenge of faith, this particular passage of scripture we saw that the situation did not stop the woman from trying. The fact that there was a looming situation and a, cha a challenging situation, an impossible situation, a discouraging situation in the life of this particular woman, it did not stop her from trying. And the second thing that we see is the conviction or the persuasion of faith. So there is a challenge that was facing this woman. But the woman was convinced, she was persuaded that if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just have access to his presence, if I can just visit the throne of grace, if I, I can only just touch him, something will happen in my life. That is what is called the conviction of faith. There are many of us today, we are having a lot of challenges that are going on in our life. So many things are happening at the place of war. So many things are happening in our family, in our children. So many things are happening in our marriages that we think that it is an impossible situation. That we might not be able to overcome them. But according to this woman, the Bible makes us to understand that though she was facing this some insurmountable, seemingly insurmountable situation, she still had the conviction. She still was still persuaded that all she needed to do was get in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you the same thing this morning that regardless of what you are going through, if you can just be convinced in your heart, if you can just believe, if you can just be persuaded that all the solution you want is just being able to get in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ, that your situation will turn around. The same thing that the woman recorded, you also will be able to record in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But one thing you must understand is that every faith has a challenge. There is a challenge of faith. Number two, there's a conviction of faith. The third thing we see, not only the conviction of our faith, but we saw the action of her faith. The action of faith. The faith that will produce the result that you are looking for is a faith that is active. It is not a faith that sits down and says, God will do it. Yes, God will do it, but God will not run your life as if you are a robot. God will walk with you. That's why the Bible says that we are co-laborers with God. We walk hand in hand with the Almighty God. There was a challenge that was insurmountable. The woman was persuaded that Jesus Christ can fix the situation, but she did not just sit down there. She did not just sit at the back of the crowd and say, Jesus will do it. Jesus with God will do it. But the Bible says that she actually went in the middle of the crowd. The Bible makes us understand that she has been losing blood 12 years, which means she was weak. Which means she may not have the enough power like every other person. She may not be able to struggle like every other person. But the Bible says that she moved and she tried as much as possible to get close to the Lord Jesus Christ so that she can touch Christ. So you see that there is a challenge of faith. There is a conviction or a persuasion of faith. But there is also the action of faith. It is when you put your faith in action that the fourth thing that we see in the verse of the scripture will begin to show the results of faith. You cannot expect the result of faith if you are not willing to put in the action of faith. The woman will not expect the body to be healed if she was not willing to stretch forth her hand and touch the hem of his garments. If you are too embarrassed to take some steps, you may be not, you may not be able to enjoy the benefits of faith, the blessings of faith, the results of faith. And so you see, your situation might be challenging. But the situation will turn around if you are persuaded that God will do it. 
And if you are willing to take the necessary action, then you will see the result. It is when everybody sees the result of faith in your life. It is when they see the thing that God has done for you. That is when your faith becomes a commendable, a commend, a commendation of faith. That's when people begin to commend your faith. That's when people begin to celebrate your faith. And that is why when you give a testimony, you say, praise the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ did X, Y, and Z for me. You will never tell them what you did before you got to that place. People begin to clap and say, thank God for you. He said this, he said that. But they never told you how difficult the situation was. How impossible the situation looked. How insurmountable the situation looked. You never told them the kind of conviction that you had. That you believed God, that God was able to do it. That you were able to trust God for this particular manifestation station. Most cases, you never told people the details of what you did, the kind of action you took, the fasting that went into it, the prayer that went into it, the sacrifice that went into it, the things that you put upon the altar to be able to get the result. The only thing is that you are telling the people is that God has done it. And everybody claps their hand. God has done it. But before you can get the commendation of faith, there has to be the persuasion of faith and the action of faith. And these are the things that we see in the life of this particular woman. In other words, the woman's action of faith, though it was done in obscurity, the woman's action of faith, though it was done with trembling, with fear, the woman's action of faith, though it was done in the midst of people that will consider what she's doing to be stupid, yet it produced a commendation from the Almighty God. The Bible tells us Jesus said to that woman, it said, daughter, be of good comfort, be of good cheer. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee whole. And this is a common pattern that you see in scripture. Anywhere faith is commended, anywhere you see the result of people doing the impossible, you will see this particular pattern there. In the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, this was not an isolated situation. You will see it all through the ministry of Christ that everywhere Jesus went and people got answers to their prayer, that pattern was always there. If you look at the book of Matthew chapter 15, in verse number 21 to 28, you will see the Canaanite woman. Bible says Jesus Christ, when he got there, the woman said, I need healing for my daughter. Jesus said, no, this healing is not for, it's not for dogs, it's for the children. And the woman countered and said, even the dogs will eat the crumbs that fall out of the table of the, of the children. And Jesus said, I have never seen such a great faith. So let your daughter be healed. You will notice the same pattern. There is always that insurmountable position. There is that conviction of faith. And then there is that particular action of faith. And then you see the result and Jesus says, well done. Not only that. If you look at the book of Luke chapter 7, if you read from verse number 1, if from verse number 1, the Bible told us of a Roman centurion whose servant was dying. He invited Jesus. Jesus was about to get into that man's house. The man said, no, 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 no. I am not a Jew. I am not even worthy for you to come under my roof. I just need you to say the word. As soon as you say the word, it will be well. The man believed that just the pronouncement of Christ will solve the problem. And the Bible says that when Jesus saw it, if you look at verse 9 of, of Luke chapter 7, he said, when Jesus heard these things. He marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, even, not even in Israel. In other words, Jesus commended the great centurion, the Roman centurion, and said that this is what we're looking for. In all this example, the pattern is the same. It starts with a challenge. Then it is followed by a conviction or persuasion. Then it is followed by action. You will see the result and then the commendation follows. That is the process of faith. If you are going to get anything from the Almighty God, 
it normally starts as a challenge. What you think that can never be done. And then you begin to exercise your faith. You begin to jeer up your faith. Yes, I can do it. Yes, God can do it. Yes, God can do it. And then you begin to take the necessary action. And then you, you be, the result begins to manifest. That is how it happens every time. This has been the pattern exhibited all through scripture. But the question that I have this particular morning is this. Why is it that Jesus Christ commended that particular woman? Why did he commend that woman with the issue of blood? Why is it that everywhere faith is found? Everywhere faith is exhibited. Everywhere faith is displayed. Why is it that Jesus Christ always commend that particular faith? Why? Why does our Lord commend our faith? The Lord, our Lord commends our faith because number one, faith is that particular link that connects you and the Almighty God. Faith is that supernatural link that connects you and the Almighty God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, many of us know this verse. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to connect with the Almighty God. Without faith, it is impossible for you to receive anything from him. Because the Bible says that he that comes to God must believe that he is. And he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There is no way you can get anything from God without believing that he is God and he can give it to you. The same thing. You cannot get anything in life unless you believe it is possible for you to get it. You cannot get anywhere in life unless you believe that it is it's going to happen. So faith is the link that connects you and the Almighty God. That is why Jesus Christ always respects and commends it when he sees faith. Number two, faith is the currency of heaven. In other words, it's a declaration of faith. It's a declaration of the things which are not as though they were. And that's what the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 4. In verse number 17, faith is the currency of heaven. The Bible says, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which are not as though they were. In other words, when you are sick, the currency of heaven is that God says, those things which are not, I call them to be. And then you will say, I am healed. When you have nothing and you are trusting God for provision, you say, I am rich. And that's what Paul the Apostle said, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. It is God that calls those things which are not as though they were. And God lives by this principle. And that is why in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said when there was nothing, God said, let there be light. That was why over a thousand years before Jesus was born, the Lord God Almighty told, you know, gave a prophecy. He said, a virgin shall give birth to a son and you will call his name Jesus. He speaks those things which are not as though they were. And that is why the Almighty God, that's why the Lord Jesus Christ, anywhere he sees that, you are exhibiting the character of God by speaking the things which are not as though they were. How many of us know about all the various development that is going on around our city? Most of those people to do, do those developments, you know most of those people don't have the money. It's not their money. It's the bank's money. How are they able to convince the bank to give them that money? What they have done is that they are able to go and cast a vision and say, bank, this is what I want to build. This is what it is. They give you a model. They give you a scale. They give you all the all the projection. These are many people are coming in. These are many people who live in this area. This amount of business that is going to that will be brought into this place. They give you a business plan. Put it in front of you. What they are simply doing is putting faith into action because those things are not there. Most of it is just when you look across the freeway. It's just a, it's just a wilderness of trees. 
But the developer in his mind was able to see those buildings. Has been able to see the shopping complex. Has been able to see all those businesses that are coming in there. Has been able to see the people who are moving into town. Who are taking up all those buildings. And because of that, they take a step of faith. They go to the bank and say, give me money because I want to bring this dream. I want to bring this idea. I want to bring it to reality. That is the currency of faith. They speak those things which are not as though they were. So Christianity is not magic. Faith is not magic. Unless you are able to see it. You will not be able to pursue it. And that is why in your mind, in the mind, in the eye of the developer, he has already seen that subregion. He has already seen that development. He has already seen the people coming. And all he is now doing is now saying, for me to be able to bring this to reality, I need the money from the bank. He casts the vision in front of the bank with faith and conviction in his heart. The bank says, okay, we trust what you are painting. We trust the picture you are painting. Here is the money. They invest in the things that you are able to bring to the table. So the whole idea here is that Jesus Christ commends the people who show faith because it is the currency of heaven. Jesus commends faith because it provokes the response of the Almighty God. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, it says without faith it is impossible to please God. In other words, God makes a commitment. I will do X, Y, Z for you. And when you say, I will do X, Y, and Z for you, and then you now take God up at his word. You say, Lord, this is what you said. And that's why every time you pray, it always makes sense when you take the word of God and read it back to him. It's not because God doesn't know what he said, but you are reminding God and you are holding God accountable to his word. You are saying, I know that you are a faithful God. I know that you don't lie. I know that you do not repent. You told me that when I am sick, that the strife of our Lord Jesus Christ will make me whole. This is what you said. Father, I am now sick. I want that strife to heal me. That's it. As long as you bring it back unto him, what you do is that you provoke God. You begin to provoke him. And you begin to say, God is now forced to respond because it is his word. He will never, ever take back his word. The Bible said the word of God will not return unto him void. He said it will always perform what you are sending to do. When you remind him, what happens is that you provoke God to respond. That's why Jesus Christ always, that's why Jesus Christ always commends those people who show the faith. When you challenge God because of his majesty, he is forced to respond. He is forced to respond. That's why Jesus commends. No, before now, Jesus Christ commends faith when he finds it because it releases God's power. You give him the opportunity to open up and to release his power. When you go to a rich man and you challenge him, you say, oh, guy, no, say you are a rich. I have a $20 million project and I need your help. You challenge him because, number one, you are telling him you are worth $20 million. That's why I came to you. But you come and bring $50 and say, what is wrong with this guy? You are just wasting my time. You get the idea. So the point we are making here is that Jesus commends faith because it releases God's power. Jesus commends faith because it challenges God's faithfulness. It challenges God's faithfulness. Many of us have read this verse of the scriptures called Mal is in Malachi chapter 3. We use it for tithe and offering and everything, but I want you to notice something there. In Malachi chapter 3, verse number 10, the Bible says, Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this. In other words, challenge me. Just challenge me. See if I will not do it. See if I will just come and prove it. See if I will not do it. The Lord himself is now calling you to challenge him. 
And that is what you do when you exercise your faith. When you say, I believe you, God, you are able to do this. You are challenging the Almighty God to prove his faithfulness. That's what the Lord said. And the Lord already has already called you to challenge him. He said, come, he said, try me, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven over you, it is not limited to your tithe and offering. It's for everything that Lord God Almighty has made available to his people. Now, these are just some of the reasons why our Lord Jesus Christ commends and applauds faith anywhere he finds it. Now, we have been talking about faith. The question is, what is this thing called faith? What is this thing called faith? Many of us have heard about it. Many of us have known about it. But what is this thing called faith? Let's try and define it. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, reading from verse number 1. The Bible said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Many of us who have spent any time in the church will definitely must have heard this particular definition. You've heard about it at one point in time. What faith is all about. Faith is the evidence, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The question is, what does this mean? What does it mean? Number one, it means, number one, that faith is a tangible thing. In other words, faith is something you can hold. Faith is something that you can hold. Faith is not something nebulous. It's not something that is just out there. It's not just pie in the sky. Faith is something that is tangible. The Bible says now faith is a substance. Faith is the substance of the things that you're hoping for. It is the tangible thing that you are holding on to for what you are expecting to receive. Number two, faith is a provable thing. In other words, if you have it, you know. If you don't have it, you know. Okay? Number three, faith is measurable. Look at that verse of the scripture. The Bible says it's the evidence. It is the evidence of the things not seen. So it is something that you have that is telling you, I'm going to receive something later. It is the evidence. Just like when I promise you something, I say, come and see me tomorrow. The faith that you have is the word that I have spoken to you. If I give you a check and I say, this check is a thousand dollars. Though you don't have a thousand dollars in your hand, the evidence that you have that you have a thousand dollars is the check that I've given unto you. It is measurable. So faith, when people say, I have faith, I have faith, you look at them, what are they talking about? Most of what they refer to as faith is, you know, is wishful thinking. But the faith that the Bible is talking about is a measurable faith. is a tangible faith. is a provable faith. In other words, this thing that we call faith is not abstract, but rather tangible, measurable, and verifiable. It is a trust and a confidence that you have in the Almighty God that is able to do something. That is what faith is. And this trust is not something that is just done because the pastor says so. Yes, I believe in God. I'm believing God. I'm believing. No, that's not what faith is. The faith that with the trust and the confidence that we're talking about is built upon what God has said in his word. Call upon me. I will hear and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not do. That is the evidence that you have. So when you talk about, I have faith in the almighty God. I have trust in the almighty God. It's not because of what I said. It is because of what he said. And what he said is documented in the scripture. And number two, the faith that you have in the Almighty God that, encru- that, uh, that instructs your, fr- your trust and your confidence is not just what he has said, but what he has done in the past. Has he healed people in the past? Yes. Has he provided for people in the past? Yes. Has he done great things in the past? Yes. And why? That's why you can trust him. That is the evidence that you have. So please understand the difference. When we are talking about faith in the church, we are not just talking about wishful thinking. We're not just talking about the thing that you think in your mind that you conjure with your spirit. We are talking about something that is evidence-based in the word of God. Evidence-based in the word of God that engender trust and confidence. 
And that is why when our Lord Jesus Christ sees this kind of trust, when he sees this kind of confidence that is based upon his word, he normally applauds it. He normally recognizes it. Because it shows that you are confident, that you believe his word and you trust it. That is what faith is all about. We know the question that I also have for you now is that why is faith so powerful? Why is it the currency of heaven? Why is it that faith is able to attract the attention of the Almighty God? Why? Why is it that many of us do not get what we want until we have faith in the Almighty God? Why is it that why don't you just cry? Go to the Almighty God and just cry, God, Lord, help me, oh God, help me. And then God gives you, I mean, if crying will give you the answer, a lot of people would have gotten the answer. There will be no need for the church. All you have to do is just sit in one corner and cry and get the answer. If complaining were the currency, many people have gotten the answer because a lot of people are very good at complaining. Why is it that faith is what gets attra- what attracts the, the that attracts the attention of the Almighty God? Why? The reason is because faith is able to see into the invisible power of the Almighty God. The Bible tells us in the book of John chapter 4, it said God is a spirit, which means you can't see him. And it said those who worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. And faith is able to see into that particular realm. That's why God, that's why God responds to it. That's why he attracts the attention of the Almighty God. Because faith sees into the spirits. The Bible said, through faith we understand. The world was formed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are made by the things which are not seen. Faith is powerful because faith is able to see what you cannot see. Faith is able to see those things which are not physical. Number two, faith is powerful because faith can hear the voice that you, that the ordinary ears cannot hear. And that's why some people will say, God told me. I heard the voice of the Almighty God. It's because in most they have built their faith to the extent that they are able to hear the inaudible voice of the Spirit of the Almighty God. That's why faith is powerful. Because it's able to operate in the supernatural. Faith is powerful because it's able to touch that thing which is not physical. That thing which is not tangible. The things that cannot be handled by the physical hand, faith can handle it. Faith is able to see what is possible. And because it's able to see what is possible, it's able to hear what is possible, it's able to touch what is possible, faith now has the power to draw that thing into the now. And that's why you can say, I am healed. And before you know what's happening, the healing begins to manifest in your life. That's why you say, I am rich. And you begin to see provision begin to show up in your life. That's why you say, I am elevated. And before you know what's happening, promotion begin to be a part of your life. That is where you see the things that are not currently happening in your life. Because you are able to pull the resources of heaven. You are able to use the power of faith. You can call those things which are outside of your physical realm right now into your life at that point in time. That's why faith is powerful. Because he's able to call those things which are still far out there. He's able to bring them into your reality. Okay? Faith is all, you know, faith is able to do that. Faith is also very powerful because it is the evidence of your trust in God's ability. You believe God. You show faith. You exercise your faith because it's an evidence that yes, I believe that God is able to do this. Because you believe that God can do what he said he's going to do, you begin to act accordingly. If you are confident in the promise of the Almighty God, if you know that this is what God will do for you, you can say tomorrow we are going to move forward. I am going to be healed this year. The Lord will promote me this year. He will take me to the next level this year. Why? Because you trust that God is going to do it. 
Many of us are not able to make that statement because in most cases, we don't believe that God will do it. It's not a question of what you say. It's a question of how you act, the way you behave. Because your behavior will tell you what you believe, will tell the whole world what you believe. So faith is powerful because it is the evidence that you believe that God can answer your prayer. That's why faith is able to connect with the power and the resources of heaven. So when our Lord Jesus Christ was commending the faith of the woman with the issue of blood, our Lord Jesus Christ was saying, I applaud you. I celebrate what you are doing because you are not intimidated by the size of your problem. You are not intimidated by the, by the situation that you are facing. Number two, Jesus Christ is saying to that woman, I appreciate you and I'm celebrating you because you are convinced of the power of the Almighty God. That is why I am ready. That's why I'm celebrating you. That's why I'm commending you. I'm commending you because I know that you have seen what is possible. You have seen that you can be healed. You have seen that you can be delivered. That is why I am telling you that here. Congratulations. Then Jesus Christ is celebrating that woman because she knows that her action, her action of faith is was what released her healing into her body. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.